Hey, welcome back to the CA Power Players Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askins. Today, I got a special guest who has been around the industry a lot for a long time and knows a ton about helping agents succeed. He's seen agents, a ton of agents fail. He's seen a ton of agents succeed, and he knows the ins and outs of how to help you do that. From Unity Life Group up near Chicago, Illinois, welcome to the channel on the podcast, Adam Bersan. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Cody. Dude, appreciate you being here, man. We had a blast in Springfield hanging out together recently and excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, you know, it was great. You know, I, I, I thought that it was a great event. Uh, I mean, social media is just so important these days, just kind of learning the ins and outs of, yes. well, that one was about YouTube. So just trying to kind of build a, a bit of a bigger presence on, on YouTube. Yep. Uh, yep. I've had a channel for about maybe three or four years. Uh, cool. I think my biggest problem is just uh, consistency. Yeah, haven't yeah. been consistent with it. And I'm, I'm still, I still haven't been. I mean, the beginning of the year, I was posting quite a bit and kind of slowed down recently, but just got yeah. a lot going on. So no once doubt, things settle down, I think it'll be a little bit easier to just kind of be a little bit more consistent with. And I think that'll make a big difference. Yeah. What's the name of your channel? Uh, just my name, Adam Bersan. I love it. And that's B-R-S-A-N. That's it. Cool, buddy. Well, and for those listening, um, the, the event that Adam was referring to is the was the um, YouTube and social media workshop that David Duford and I did together here in Springfield, Missouri. We had some cool cats like Adam and others that hung out for a few days, had dinner and socialized and talked video and YouTube and all the stuff, you know. Um, Adam, for those that don't know your story, um, how did you end up where you are today? Uh, well, I mean, I actually, I, I just celebrated, uh, 20 years of getting licensed, uh, back in the Let's middle go. of February. So, Dude. yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been in the business, uh, quite a long time. Uh, I got licensed when I was 21 years old. So that'll tell you how old I am now. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> my, right. my dad, I actually grew up in the business. My dad is in the business. Um, you know, I just kind of saw the lifestyle growing up. And I mean, my mom didn't have to work. She stayed home. She took care of us. And uh, and he was just out hustling, working hard every day to support us. And that was kind of like what I always wanted, just to be able to do, do that for my family. Yeah. And so uh, after high school, I, I worked for a law firm for a couple of years. Originally, I wanted to get into law. And I was in junior college at the time. And Honestly, I just kind of got tired of school. Yes. Um, I was ready to get to work. And because I knew my dad had been pretty successful in the business, he he actually he sold a pretty good block of Medicare business back then. Um, and originally, that's kind of what I was getting into was the Medicare and health insurance, things like that. And then I would say about maybe a year into the business, uh, my dad was really just trying to help me when it came to leads. Uh, figuring mm -hmm. out a way to get more leads in my hands. He, I mean, that's the name of the game, really. You got to have that steady flow of leads on a regular basis. I was 21, 22 years old at the time. I didn't have a ton of money for leads. So yes. uh, we actually, he found a company, uh, a final expense company that was willing to finance the leads where all I had to worry about was going out to work. As long as I went out to work, uh, I would make sales. I'd make money, my leads would be paid for and rinse and repeat and do it again. So, um, you know, that company I was with for about 11 and a half years, learned a lot there. Um, I've always kind of just been about the simplicity. Uh, 
primarily focus one product, one company. Um, yep. That was, again, the first company I was with. And then the next company I was with after that. Um, now, when I was with that that first company for 11 and a half years, I'd say maybe about eight or nine years into it, I was on a company convention. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that's like uh, incentive trips. You got to write enough business to make the trip. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm surrounded around just a, a whole bunch of successful people. And, and I was doing pretty well because I made the trip. But I, I met a guy there that was making like $100,000 a month. That's and good. I'm like, man, if that guy's doing that, like, why can't I? Um, I went up to the guy, I introduced myself, and my goal was to learn as much as I could from him. Uh, I drove out to, uh, oh, he lived in Ohio. I drove out to Ohio. He yep. helped me out a little bit, kind of mentored me from there. What? And I really started to kind of see the, the possibilities of really what could be in this business. Uh, yes it was almost like I was blinded from it from a long, for a long time where all I really knew was just going out and writing business. Yes. I really didn't know much about the growth potential in that. And once I saw that, I mean, it was just like fireworks going off. Like, wow. Sure. Like, same thing. Like I said, if he could do it, why couldn't I? Yes. So, um, from there, I, uh, I moved on to an, another company that was willing to, uh, kind of, help me do the same thing, build and grow. They were going to pay me a bit of a salary to do so. And, uh, and things went pretty well. I was actually the fastest growing manager there. Um, oh. when I, when I started and, uh, and from there, uh, again, I was there seven and a half years. I just left this past November. Uh, I was just kind of ready to, to kind of just get out and, and do my own thing. Yes. And, and that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm ready to build and grow and, you know, I see some of these big organizations out there, the type of premium that they're doing. And same thing. I mean, I, I have that mindset of, well, if someone else built an organization like that and they're putting up that kind of premium, yeah, I know it's a lot of hard work, but I get out of bed every morning just like they do. That's right. So if I want to make something big happen in my mind, I can do it. I just yeah. uh, got to put the time in and find the right, surround myself around the right people that kind of have that same mindset. True. And things will just kind of take off from there. So yeah, you know, I've, I've, last few months been pretty, uh, well, pretty busy. I walked away from a quite a bit of premium, which meant that I kind of had to start over a little bit. So yes, I've uh, been out hitting it hard, going out to and writing as much business as I can. And I'm in the process now of really starting to develop uh, really both sides with telesales and also with, with field sales, kind of putting some good things together. Uh, because I know some agents, they're really not into going out in the field and other agents are not into selling over the phone. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather kind of put both together and and really you know make something big happen, transition into maybe Medicare after that and add some other things. Yep. What do you think about telesales versus face-to-face? -face? Is there an, is there an uh, opinion? Do you think one's better than the other? Do you think they're both right, depending on the individual? Uh, you know what? I mean, for so long, I, I was just set on field sales. Yep. Um, COVID came. Of course, that kind of changed things a little bit. Uh, everybody had to get into telesales for a while. My whole state was shut down. Especially uh, in Illinois. Especially yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was tough, uh, and, and honestly, I think it I think it maybe affected a lot of people mentally, where people that were so used to going out in the field, it's like they were just shut in. And I I know a lot of people now who have had trouble getting back out in the field. Yeah, uh, I didn't have that problem. I I love being out in the field, but uh, I I did at build at my prior company. I I did build a virtual call center where. Uh, I had about maybe 10 to 12 agents that were consistently taking phone calls, uh, live transfers, things like that. It went well for a while. I think my biggest problem was finding those agents that were willing to commit to it on a regular basis. Um, We had to pay for those calls regardless of if we had people that were available to take the calls or not. So I kind of got to the point where, well, I mean, unfortunately, we just we just did not have enough people to commit to it. Um, maybe we should have tested it a little bit longer before we kind of opened sure. it up to a lot of people. But I did learn a lot about telesales then. Yep. And uh, and I do see the value in it. One thing, I mean, heck, I, I mean, all the driving I've been doing lately. I mean, I start to think a little bit about that, like all this time that I'm spending driving from one house to the next, I could be making that many more contacts and more people to talk to and more opportunities to make sales as long as I have enough leads to, to do so. So, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been hitting it hard in the field the last two months and, and now I'm, I'm working on building up a tell sales platform and I'm going to start testing it probably next, next week. Good. And uh, and then we're just going to kind of go from there, see how it works. But I've seen, again, I mean, social media, boy, I mean, we sure learn a lot just through that. I mean, I've seen so many True. people that have been writing a lot of business just over the phone lately. Yeah. Same mindset. If they can do it, I don't think they're any better than me. So no, it's true. I, mean, yeah. I think I can do it too. It is crazy. I, yeah. You know what? That, that reminds me of something. You said that a couple of times. Um, and there's, and, and you mentioned like, you know, there, yes, there's a lot of agents where, you know, COVID hurt their confidence or they're struggling to transition or their agents just fell in general. You yeah. mentioned, you've mentioned it multiple, a couple of times that like, Hey, if somebody else is doing it, I believe I can do it too. Uh, where does that belief and confidence in you come from? Honestly, I just think it's mindset. Um, I think everybody has the same opportunities really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of what we want to do with it. Um, I don't care where we came from, how we grown, we're, you know, how we grew up. Uh, I mean, there's ways to overcome pretty much anything in my opinion, if you, if you put your mind to it. Um, Like I said, I mean, I walked away from a lot. I mean, my, my prior company, they didn't want me to take any agents with me. So it's like, I'm starting over. I could have remained stagnant. I could have remained comfortable and, you know, lived a pretty good lifestyle, made a pretty good income, but I just see so much more opportunity out there now with really what could be, wow. like I said, just from all these other organizations, the type of premium that they're putting up. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I just, I kind of have that mindset. If they can do it, there's no reason why I can't. You see these people that are selling their agencies even for, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12, 15 times what their annual profitability is. It's just amazing the kind of Crazy. money you can make. It's insane. So it's big, you know, man. It's it's wild. Um, you yeah. also mentioned too earlier that you had um, um, a mentor that you met on a trip. You asked some questions. You flew out in uh, Iowa or Ohio and actually like you know met with him. Yeah. Um, and learned from him. Um, 
what would you say was the biggest thing that you learned from that person who was making six figures a month? Uh, honestly, I would say just replication is really the most important thing. If, if you have a good system and, and you know what you're doing and you've been successful out in the field, well, yeah. then let's put together a, a program of what we've done that has made us successful and then teach it to others. And that's really the ultimate goal. I mean, when I'm building an agency, I want to train and build up another one of me, basically. I've, you know, yeah. I've done well at it. I want to, I want my, the next person. That's, that's really the ultimate goal. Uh, because then when they start recruiting and building, you, you can feel comfortable to know that they're training people the same way that, you know, that, that I taught them basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you, you also mentioned at one point, like how vital and important leads are because there are so many agents. I mean, that's the only reason they fail is like they don't get in front of people, but yeah, that's such a massive question that we get that I wanted to address for our audience. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give about leads and getting in front of people, uh, for those that still struggle with that piece? Uh, well, I mean, you can't be afraid to spend money. Uh, you gotta be willing to bet on yourself and, uh, and you gotta be consistent. You gotta have that steady flow of leads on a regular basis. You can't place, especially like direct mail leads. If you're out in the field, uh, well, I mean, you can't place one lead order and it takes four to five weeks for those leads to come in. And then you wait for them to come in before you place your next order. I mean, you got to be consistent. You got to set up for a week. You know, basically, if I'm ordering for direct mail, well, the first week I'm actually planning for like week five. And the second week I'm planning for week six. So in the meantime, I'm going to need some other type of leads to work while I'm waiting for those direct mail to come in. But you have to be consistent. I think that's probably the most important part. Uh, consistency not being afraid to spend money and being good at managing your money. Yep. You gotta be, you gotta make sure if you're going out making sales, that's great. But if you are not good at managing your money, uh, well, how are you going to be able to continue and place more lead orders to <laughs> remain in the business? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've trained some guys that ended up doing really well in the business that were in and out of the business just cause they sucked at managing their money. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, that's probably, I think sure. probably the most critical part of this whole thing. You got to remember that this is a business and there's some expense involved and you just got to be good at, you know, like I said, set that money aside for, for future lead orders. That's right. Yeah. That's hundred percent right. Uh, I love that man. S spend money, bet on yourself, stay consistent. Um, you also mentioned earlier too, at one point about like having one, you know, one product, one company, obviously you probably write with a few, but, um, there's a lot of agents that can get overwhelmed with the amount of different options and products and carriers. And I do think there's a point where it's just too many to juggle. Um, what's your opinion on that for an agent that thinks they maybe need them all? Yeah. Well, uh, I actually did a training last week um, oh, nice. on a topic that could kind of relate and that's selling value over price. And I think that if you have a good product mm -hmm. and you're working with a good company, I always say company. I know the, I guess the industry term is carrier. I just, to sure. me, carrier, it's like you're just throwing a bunch of different applications in a briefcase. 
and uh, you know, just figuring out which one you want to use. Uh, yeah. I just, I look at them as companies. Uh, I, and, and yeah, it, I think most people, even if they're brokers, they usually have like their, their go-to company that they want to represent. And maybe if they don't, if the, the prospect doesn't qualify with that company, well then they can maybe shift to, to other options. But uh, no, I think that your clients are buying from you and if they like you and they, and they trust you, price doesn't really matter. Mm -mm. And you know, there's these calculators out there and I think so many people, they, they focus way too much on just lowest price out there. And, and to me, there's just so much more to it. It, it, People say, well, you got to look out for the best interest of your client. Well, just because something is the cheapest doesn't mean it's the best. And I want to sell quality. And, and that's where, yeah, one of the, the companies, the, the primary company that I'm representing now, they have a plan that there's a lot more to it than just the insurance side of it. I mean, they help with a lot of the different planning uh, parts that are involved with having to pay for a funeral. They even help people where they can put a will together ahead of time. They can set up like a power of attorney. There's other living benefits. Uh, so to me, I mean, that's, I'm selling that value to the client, right? Uh, not just the price. And, and, and that maybe that's because I came from a company, my first company, my, my first final expense company where their rates were higher than almost every other company out there. And, uh, but there was that value proposition there. Yeah. And I mean, my persistency hung around 90%. Wow. Uh, so I, you know, you can't worry about your business getting replaced. To me, it's building that relationship with your client. And if you're good at it and your clients like you and they trust you, like I said, price doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, dude, this has been amazing, man. If they want to reach out and get in touch with you, uh, how would they do that? Uh, well, they could either, uh, I would say probably the best way just be go to my website, uh, unitylifegroup.com. Perfect. And, uh, and you can fill out an inquiry, uh, under join our team sure. and I'd be more than happy to, to set up a call with you. Uh, that would really be the best way. My direct line, uh, 815-212-9980. Give me a call. Like I said, I'm, I'm right now I'm pretty much starting over. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking to build and grow and I kind of look at it as, I mean, the best time to get in on something is when it's just kind of getting moving and not when it's already built up. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. I know the business pretty well and uh, I want to build up something, you know, that's good for everybody where everybody wins. Um, I do trainings too every Monday morning. And I do invite pretty much anybody. I mean, I don't care if you're with me or another any other organization. Uh, one problem I've seen in this industry, it just seems like there's so many agents that just have not been trained well enough. Yeah. Uh, they're out there. They get licensed. And they're just out there. Half the time, I'll be in a house and I'll be looking at the, the, uh, the prospect's current policy. And I'm like, why the heck did that guy even write that? Uh, and to me, it's, it's, it's maybe more of a training thing. Maybe they just didn't know any better. So my training, you know, that's, I kind of look at, if I can help more people get better in this business, it's just going to give 
the uh, the image, I guess, of you know the insurance industry a better name. For sure. So, so that's kind of how I look at it. And if people want to join me, great. And if, if not, that's that's fine too. I love it. Well, dude, thank you for answering all these questions. Thanks for being on the podcast. And it was cool to hang out with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Cody. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Adam Brisson. Thanks for listening to Power Player Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. 